The WBEN All Local. All Local. A daily look at what's happening in Buffalo, Western New York, and the world. I'm Susan Rose. I'm Brian Mazurowski. Outside, currently, looking at a few clouds, maybe uh, just a little bit of rain, 48 degrees in Buffalo. The Bills survive on Sunday night. There's the snap. Fakes the handoff, throws it into the end zone. It's incomplete. Intended for Darren Waller. Taron Johnson in coverage caused enough disruption to force the incompletion. The game is over, and the Bills escape with a 14-9 victory. Escape is right. 14-9, final score as Buffalo tops the Giants, the game coming down to the final play. I mean, that's how uh, we, we ended the half like that, and we ended the game like that. So it was a great team win. Um, defense played well today. You know, offense put enough points on the board to, to win us a game, and you know, special teams played great, as, as always. And, and like I said, man, ugly, pretty, by a lot, by a little, I, I take whatever we can get. It's Von Miller after the game, which saw a lot of new faces on the Bills' defense. Sean McDermott on dealing with the injuries. Yeah, I mean, all the guys did. They knew what they had to do. I think Giants were holding three timeouts, and we're in, their, in our four-minute offense there. And I thought we had a chance to end it right there with the completion. Unfortunately, it didn't go that way. And then we missed the kick, so we gave him a short field right there, but tried to go up eight. I think it would have put us up eight. So I felt like that was the right idea. And, and then, you know, we didn't convert, which we will moving forward. Full confidence in, in uh, T-Bass. So we had to stop him on what, it, what was amounted to a short field. And um, all the, I thought all the defensive guys were rolling. I mean, I didn't see, you know, from the naked eye at least one thing that wasn't executed, really. I mean, it was, we, were, we were pressuring, we were covering, we were pressuring, we were covering. And Saran Neal was out there as well playing the dime position for us. And, again, another guy that doesn't typically play defense, and, and he stood up. Well, a lot of uh, guys standing up there, especially in the final plays. Final play of the half, final play of the game. Bills survive 14-9, to the final score they Head over to New England next. Take on the Patriots Sunday, 1 o'clock. The last Sunday, 1 o'clock game until New Year's Eve. So uh, just kind of keep that in mind. Enjoy it if you like that time that's happening in New England this upcoming Sunday. We'll hear a lot more on the game throughout the morning here on WBEN. And Damian Harris, Bill's running back, was taken off the field in an ambulance last night in a very emotional scene for the team, for both teams last night. With a neck injury, we were told late last night that he was able to move all of his extremities. He's in a Buffalo hospital. We'll keep you updated as we get more information. WBEN Newstime, now 5.05. A hopeful sign for foreign nationals trying to leave Gaza. An Egyptian-controlled border crossing out of Gaza reportedly reopening this morning, but perhaps just briefly. For Americans trying to leave Israel, the State Department says charter flights out of Tel Aviv will continue today and tomorrow on a rolling basis. And last night, 270 Americans landed in Tampa after the state of Florida flew them out of Tel Aviv. Justin Finch there with the report. As a result of what's unfolding in Israel and Gaza, law enforcement around the world is on high alert and monitoring potential threats. Alex Stone spent some time with the head of an international law enforcement agency. Europol is a European Union's police agency right now watching growing activity online as a result of the war between Israel and Hamas. EBC News sat down with the head of Europol visiting San Diego, Katrine Debola. I am concerned. Because she tells us her teams are seeing increased chatter online among those who could decide to act. We see a lot of lone actors that believe that they have to go 
uh, and commit a terrorist attack um, because they want to belong to a, big, a bigger family. She says Europol and U.S. law enforcement are in near constant contact right now. Alex Stone, ABC News, San Diego. Well, locally, police departments working on how to deal with the state of heightened alert. Here's WBEN's Tom Puckett. Former Buffalo Police Captain Jeff Ronaldo, now with Vista Security, says police will reach out to groups affected by a generalized threat. Making them aware of any type of intel that you have regarding a threat, um, as well as working with them if they happen to receive a threat. And then generally it also involves an increased uh, patrol presence, increased uh, police presence in and around any events that those organizations are going to have. Ronaldo says police and security take a number of factors into consideration. How uh, past events have played out in terms of threats that have been received, as well as any type of events or religious holidays that may be occurring at the time that the threat is received. How much busier has it been at Vista since the Hamas attack on Israel? Find out from Ronaldo online. Tom Puckett, WBEN.com News. Tom, thank you. Now, over a month into the school year, districts across western New York are coming together to deal with some of the common issues that they're seeing in students. WBEN's Brayton Wilson has more on the local push to avoid mental health problems in school. While some may tie the issues at hand of mental health and drugs with teenagers to the effects of the COVID-19 pandemic, Superintendent of the Hamburg Central School District Michael Cornell says this has been an issue that significantly predates the pandemic. The youth mental health crisis predates COVID. You know, the drug epidemic predates COVID. What's the effect of COVID? It made it a lot worse. We're not going to suspend our way out of these problems. We're not going to arrest our way out of these problems. Uh, What got us here isn't going to get us there. And I think that's a part of the message. As times have changed over the years, Jody Altman from Kids Escaping Drugs feels the COVID-19 pandemic brought about a number of issues for kids all at once, creating some contributing factors into mental health woes, thus turning into different ways of finding some sort of relief for kids. In her 37 years of helping and serving kids of all ages cope with drug and mental health problems, she says there's more knowledge now with how to properly handle these situations than there has been in the past. We're seeing things now that we saw a long time ago, but we're much more in tune with mental health and we're much more in tune with kids struggling with mental health, not wanting, being ashamed, being fearful of saying anything, so they try to treat it themselves and that's where the drug use comes in. More from administrators and health specialists is available for you online. Brayton Wilson, WBEN.com News. All right, Brayton, thank you. 5.08 now on WBEN. House Republicans taking another swing this week to elect a speaker planning to hold a floor vote tomorrow. It has been 12 days since Republicans canned Kevin McCarthy. On Friday, 55 House Republicans said that they would not vote for Jim Jordan, the latest Republican congressman to be nominated for speaker. He can only lose four. So the big question now, has he swayed any of those votes? It seems that if the vote were to be held today, the Democratic leader, Hakeem Jeffries, would have far and away the most votes. Mary Alice Parks there with the latest. Taylor Swift, the Eras Tour, topping the box office this weekend. Welcome to the Eras Tour. Taylor Swift's concert tour packed stadiums over the summer and it filled theaters this weekend, leading the way with a $95 million debut weekend. It's the best concert film debut in box office history. This has been the most extraordinary experience of my entire life.
So Swifties accounted for more than 70% of the weekend box office total. A distant second, The Exorcist Believer with $11 million. The Paw Patrol movie in third took in $7 million. Brian Clark, ABC News. I, uh, biggest concert movie ever. Wow. So, uh, or at least in the box office debut. Yeah. I mean, what are the other concert movies that would be up against? The Last Waltz? You know, that's going to live on was, forever. I think there was a Michael Jackson concert. I'm not, you know, terribly. I, I can't remember that. Like, um, I'm trying to think. There's really very few concerts in, that are movies you, in I history agree. that you would kind of, you know, come to mind. If you can think of one, you can let so us know. So there's not much competition up there. Yeah, that's what I'm kind yeah. of thinking. Like, of course it would right. be. Um, and I, I highly doubt, you know, The Last Waltz, it's one of those things that, it's gone on and on. People have watched it over the years. It's become this big, famous thing. I don't think that was a big box office draw. Was it? I I, I wouldn't know, but I'm... Me either. I get that kind of feeling. That's just like a timeless classic, not necessarily a people waiting outside the AMC movie theater uh, to go see on opening night. Uh, but the Taylor Swift movie giving uh, movie theaters a nice boost over the weekend. Sal Capaccio, Bill's sideline reporter for WGR, joining us this morning here on WBEN. The Bills eke out a win over the Giants last night, but it was ugly. Sal, the slow start for the team. The Bills didn't get any points on the board until the fourth quarter. Yeah, that's really uncharacteristic for this team. It was another slow start. I mean, last week in Jacksonville, really not much went right early on. And, you know, they didn't have their offense in sync the way we're normally used to seeing and this was a carryover from london so i'm not saying it was necessarily the travel back or anything like that you never know but give the giants credit as well but for sure and then when the bills did get something going they you know shot themselves in the foot with a fumble by stefan diggs and inter- excuse me a tip ball interception thrown by josh allen later but luckily they did enough late to win the game uh, Sal, where do you fall on this i mean there's a couple of different angles you could take you know one is a win's a win we heard that from von miller yesterday you know ugly pretty whatever we'll take it it's hard to win the national football league yet i i can't blame fans for wanting a you know some maybe some more style points when you're up against one of the you know bottom feeders of the national football league at the same time what should we make out of yesterday well both are true brian because you want to see better play. They did not play up to their standard. They should have played better. They were playing an inferior opponent, and they let that inferior opponent you know, beat them for the majority of the game until they finally took the lead and then gave it back and then took the lead again. Um, this was a game where the Bills you know, coming in, they were better in almost every aspect, and yet it didn't show up. But they were also – it's a primetime game. You have returning Brian Dayball and Tyrod Taylor, a lot of emotion going into it. But the win is a win part is true. I mean, look what happened in the NFL yesterday, everybody. The Jets beat the Eagles. The Browns beat the 49ers. I mean, this is a week-to-week league. We say it all the time. Every game has its own DNA. What you did the week before has nothing to do with how you're going to perform the following week. So I think it's a little bit of both. I think fans can be anxious and nervous that they didn't score and think, okay, what's going on here? How do we have to get better? And also say, you know what? It doesn't matter. The 4-2 the and two matters over the 3-3 three and three more than anything. A lot of emotion last night with the Damian Harris injury. You were right there on the sideline. What was that like? Yeah, well, unfortunately, I've just seen too many of these, and we all have recently, right? I mean, you go back to, um, you know, of, of course, we all remember tomorrow, but you remember last year in week two, Dane Jackson and Micah Hyde both, you know, going off in the same sort of manner. Uh, the good news is here, Damian Harris 
was does have movement in his arms and legs. And this was last night, by the way, even before, you know, 10 p.m. So it would have been, you know, still early on in the game relatively. Um, he was taken to the hospital for further testing, so that's good news. But obviously concern, and, um, you know, we just found out too after the game that Damian Harris just found out that he's going to be a father of a boy. And, um, you know, that was a great celebration in his life. And then for this to happen, obviously a lot of concern for him. But the good news is, you know, it seems like things are – progressing well in in the medical regard for all that that happened last night. It was nice to get that news at the end of last night. Uh, So a lot's been made of the injuries on defense, but I can't help but feel uh, pretty well this morning. And it's one thing that it's probably been true for years now. I thought it was on display last night. They seem to know exactly what they're doing under Sean McDermott. And I bring to your attention the final play of the game. A lot of people saying, was it holding? Was it pass interference uh, for Taron Johnson who breaks up that pass? And I go, of course it was, but they're not going to call it twice in a row. And I feel like the defense just knew that going into it. It's what's the worst that can happen and kind of go for it when you're playing defense and need to stop them for a yard. Is that the the feeling you got? Well, listen, I don't think that anybody on the team, any coach, maybe I'm wrong, is saying in that huddle, in that moment, hey, just do whatever you can. If you get a penalty, get a penalty. Maybe that's the case. But I do think there is a sense from a defender that, hey, I'm not going to allow this touchdown. If I have to grab, if I have to hold, it's the same thing when a pass rusher is getting to your quarterback and a left tackle or right tackle holds a guy and drags him down and says, I'm just not going to let you get to my quarterback. I'll deal with the penalty. The worst that can happen there is it gets a half yard closer, right? And then you live to fight another day. I mean, it was probably pass interference or it was holding one or the other. I thought the play before that, though, was a little more ticky-tack. So that said, maybe it gets to what you just pointed out, Brian, which is I don't know if officials were going to throw the flag two plays in a row in that stadium in that circumstance because the first one was a little bit, you know, maybe could have gone either way, and they did give it to the Giants, and maybe that one, you know, the Bills. But, hey, there are plays all through the game where that happens. The Bills were tripped up twice, um, you know, early on in the game where receivers were tripped on what would have been big plays down the field. No flag was thrown. Now, granted, they're at different points of the game, so they might matter critically, but those things happen throughout every single game all the time. You know, not only that end of the game, the defense came up big, but also just before halftime, too. Those were really two big stops by the Bills' D. Yeah, and I would say even before halftime, the Giants really hurt themselves. They did not play that right. If you know, if we're doing Giants radio this morning and you're interviewing me right now about what happened, I mean, that's a critical juncture to the game where they screwed up. And Brian Dable let Tyrod have it going into the tunnel, going into the locker room and let him know you can't run in that situation. They had no timeouts. They ran. They got tackled. They couldn't reset in time. They should have thrown the ball. They would have had another play. They at least would have had three points on the board. Well, Tyrod Taylor, man, uh, sale yesterday. Two by the way, I don't want to take anything away from the stop there. 24 yards on the ground, no turnovers, nine points. I mean, he's still got it. Yeah, for sure. Sorry, I also don't want to take away from what Susan said. The defense did a great job in that uh, minute, by the way, in that situation down near the goal line. That was a great job for them to stop Saquon Barkley behind the line of scrimmage to create that circumstance. Tyrod Taylor, he was very impressive last night. He did what Tyrod Taylor does. He's a conservative, no-mistake guy, as you said. 24, 36, 200 yards, that's great. No interceptions, that's what he does. But he also threw no touchdowns. The Bills really didn't give them much. They gave everything underneath. They played a lot of bend but don't break coverage. And even running the ball, five for 24 yards, he didn't kill the Bills with his legs. He was a nice player for them. He 
gave them a chance to win. No doubt about that for the New York Giants, but the Bills defense did a really nice job as well. What kind of a reception did the crowd give Tyrod? You know, um, from what I saw, from when I was around pregame, you know, people were cheering him, saying hi to him, things like that. But it wasn't like it was cheers or boos either way. I think it was he's the opponent, he's the enemy, and, um, you know, they're going to treat him like that. And I will tell you personally, um, you know, like other people did, I made a point to see Tyrod after the game to say hello to him because, you know, he was special to Buffalo. He was a great guy to cover. He was a great guy to get to know here. And, you know, it was nice. And he asked about my family and things like that. But, I, you know, not, not saying me personally to inject here, but – that's the way he is. You know, he remembers his time here and fondly, and he has a play, Buffalo has a special place in his heart, and I think he has a special place in Buffalo's heart. That's the WBEN All Local. All new episodes are made available each weekday morning, produced by the award-winning WBEN Newsroom.